and welcome to a special one episode of The Podding Shed, the podcast of the ChelseaFCblog.com. And so, after almost six years, six trophies won by various different managers, of which there have been seven, and enough compensation payouts to fund the purchase of almost five Fernando Torreses, he's back. The special one has come home to Stamford Bridge. He smiled down the camera and said, this time I am one of you. And thousands of Chelsea fans, both male and female, melted a little bit and welcomed home the man who, for many, despite the passage of time and the addition of a double and a Champions League title, is still the only man, the only man to manage Chelsea. So what can we expect? Short-term fireworks or long-term stability? Here to discuss today's widely predicted but near historic events are Mark25, who is Mark. Hello. Dr. Blue Bio, who is Donal. Good evening. And Grocer Jack, who is Tony. And good evening as well. Good evening, gents. Um, I'm going to start with um, just a quick look at the interview that Mourinho gave to Chelsea TV earlier on, well, it was broadcast earlier on today. Um, very, it was very interesting to listen to him talk. Um, you almost expect a lot of bullishness and, and a lot of sound bites and so forth, which may come in the, in the sort of the full press interview uh, or the sort of the full press conference after he's uh, officially introduced as our new manager again next Monday. Um, but I was very surprised to hear sort of quite a reflective, calm Mourinho, which it's, it's not how you see him. Um, you know, when I last saw him, he was um, he was fighting everyone and anyone that came came near him at the um, Copa del Rey final against Atletico Madrid, um, and, and a real contrast. And a number of things that I picked out were his his sort of almost his understanding of, of what a a big deal Chelsea now is. He talked about sort of tours to the States and the number of people now watching us, which was obviously completely different from when he was first appointed before we'd won league titles and, and started building a, a global profile, if you like. Um, and things like, I mean, he obviously knows he has a head start here because he's popular with the fans, but he doesn't want to rest on his laurels and, you know, kind of talk about the past. He wants to think about the future. Um, he talked about his his development as a football manager um, and, and you know his his trek round Europe with Inter Milan and Real Madrid, sort of kind of almost being like an apprenticeship, if you like. Um, and he feels like he's now kind of the the full the full picture as a football manager, I suppose. Um, very relaxed, very happy, um, and and just delighted to be back. And uh, as I said in the intro, this. Um, this this little aside uh, that that he finished with was that the difference now he's he's promising the same things that he promised back in two thousand and four but the difference now is that I I'm one of you, um, Tony, your your thoughts on the day in general it's it's a lot to talk about and a lot to take in but give give us your your opening thoughts on uh, Mourinho's return. So I'm very pleased. Um, um, I had a sly tenor on it back in November. Um, Excellent. And, um, uh, for the first time I've ever bet on anything and it's come through um, so I'm quite pleased with that but I I'm, I'm generally very pleased I'm, I'm struggling to pick over any bad points about it and, and I, th- I guess the first point is of course we have the usual uh, never go back um, mm. thing um, which we, we know is, you know can work out quite badly um, but uh, you know Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton went back to each other a few times um, <laughs> and yep, Heinkes went back to Bayern Munich three times and uh, ended up winning just a mere treble uh, in his final year and of course uh, my favourite one of course is uh, Steve Jobs who uh, went back to uh, a slightly floundering Apple 
and yeah, turned them into something pretty <laughs> he did special. Right he end, did yeah. okay, didn't he? Um, and someone actually tweeted back to me and said, "Yeah, but he fucking died, didn't he?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, such, he did. Yes, yeah. such is life. Hey, there's there's the punishment for being hugely rich and whatever. Um, but I, I I tend to look at it as a positive. I think. Um, so I've I've only seen an, uh, a, a few clips uh, that are up on YouTube. Um, I've heard um, a few clips on Five Live. I've read the transcript, and and I agree with you. I think there's a very um, calm exterior there. I, I'm sure inside he's probably you know paddling like mad over the emotion of, of going back. Um, he said some very good things. I, I don't actually think um, the point about him being you know someone. I think he said in the in the um, preamble to when we started recording that um, that he you know he's probably media trained to within inches of his life, but I'm not sure he actually follows that media training. It's not. Um, no, it's true. Actually, yeah, a lot of it seems to come from the heart. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think whether it's the Latin influence or whatever, there, there seems to be a bit of this touch the Sevi Ballesteros passion about him. You know that kind of you know thumping and. Um, it, 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 it sort of generates around it. He's bringing back Rui Faria and Silvino Lauro, um, who I always remember seeing outside the East Stand having a fag. Lauro, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether he still does that or not. Um, but you know, it, I think in general I'm very positive. I think he he would have matured, um, and I know we'll probably debate the. Um, the, the sort of longevity of, uh, of the appointment later on um, but I think um, this time it all goes much better he's coming into a club that he knows um, whereas before of course it was it pretty much um, you know a mere seconds after the big bang of Abramovich's arrival mm. um, and you know there was a pretty much chaos theory running right through the club the departure of Ranieri which upset a lot of people the the sudden influx of fantastic players and um, and then Jose bringing in some players which let's be honest how many people actually heard of Carvalho or Ferreira really you know they weren't exactly yeah, they, they, worldwide they won a European Cup but you know they, they were certainly not high no. profile exactly so you know I think uh, I, I, I'm I'm very pleased. I think um, it's been summed up by a, a fan they, they spoke to on a Vox Pop on Five Live who said, uh, you know, this has been a very fractious season. It's divided Chelsea fans, um, you know, it, it, into more than two camps. You've got those who are, you know, one minute like quite like Benitez or those who didn't want Robbie to go and um, felt the club had cheated them. People who've locked away their 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 you know branding, their market, their gear, you mm. know their, their shirts and everything in, in protest or whatever. And I think this is probably the only move that would have united around um, ninety nine point five percent of the Chelsea fan base. Um, you know, present company accepted, mm. Mark. <laughs> no, um, and I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to jump over to you now, Mark. Um, You've heard, you've heard what I and Tony have got to say, and obviously you're a fan of what Mourinho brings in terms of results, um, but you're you're more than aware of the downsides, I think we'll say. Um, do you, I, I mean, I, I think this is a question I'm going to go to for everyone, but do you think this this was the only place for both him and us to go? Well, no, definitely not. I mean, there were options for both club and for him. Um so it's not that there was the only choice left. How viable were those other options, though? For, for, um, both, for both him and us. Him probably more than us. Well, I don't know what the other options were. But I mean, there must be... Um, there are a list of other managers that were available to us. Um, 
I'm not sure what other job offers were open to him. Probably not too many, I wouldn't think. Mm. Um, actually, it was interesting. I read somewhere um, today about um, Man City and their recruitment policy for a new manager and what they were looking for in a manager. And it was almost pointed in that um, it was everything that um, Jose Mourinho is not. I don't know if you saw that. I'm just trying to find I it now. Yeah, no. Was, I, this the, uh, was it the interview with Gary Cook? Uh, I, yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, which was, there was a lot of chief exec speaking there, using the word holistic and things like that, but uh, yeah. and brand awareness and um, whatever. But yeah, I did but, but, read d- it. But but making sure that the manager doesn't do things that um, interfere with that. Not that I'm one for saying you know it's all about brand protection. I'm not into that at all. Um, but um, when you say 99.5%, um, some, sometimes I think I am the only dissenting voice. Um, but occasionally I sort of make a throwaway remark when I'm in the company of someone and that I sort of pick up on the fact that actually they agree with me. And I sort of joke to them and say, oh, I'm not the only one who's against it then. Mm. Um, I met this chap um, two or three weeks ago just before we went off to Amsterdam. I hadn't seen him for about 10 years. He was at a funeral. He's a Chelsea fan of about my age. And um, he said, yeah, I'd have been happy for Benitez to stay. And we sort of laughed and said, well, at least, you know, there's two of us thinking that way. Mm. It, um, it, it's an interesting point. I, I think pe- people are, f- are forgetting or, or certainly brushing over the bad. And, yeah. you know, with, with Mourinho comes bad. Let's, let's be entirely honest about this. I, I'm sort of slightly brought to mind the, the whole Michael Douglas oral sex thing if we're being topical is you know it, it may be bad for this you this is going to be one of the most fascinating yeah. pieces of connection <laughs> I've ever heard <laughs> it may be it may be bad for you in the long run but at the time frankly you don't give a shit um, no you're absolutely right I mean I, that's I, how I this feels the other day that actually it's equivalent to substance abuse um, it sort of might be tempting it might make you feel great but actually it can leave you fairly um bad way afterwards and maybe even long-term damage mm. i mean i'm not anti um Mourinho. um so i'm not going to be marching outside uh stanford bridge with banners saying jose out you know ha- had they appointed mark hughes or alan kerbishley i would have been absolutely horrified and i probably would have joined in the throng outside stanford bridge chanting you know hughesy out or curbs out or whatever it would be so I'm not anti, I'm just not excited. And um, the majority of fans are beside themselves with excitement. And they have been for weeks. I mean, it's all been building up. Uh, on the one hand, they've been singing anti-Raffa songs. And on the other hand, they sing Mourinho songs. And, and um, you know, some of the outpourings of love expressed by the fans when I travel to the away games with them sort of makes me doubt and question, really, whether homophobia really does exist down the um, <laughs> Matthew Harding end. Because, you know, the expressions of their love and some of the things that I've read on various blogs today runs very, very deep. Mm. And I sort of question, is there something wrong with me that I don't feel that? Um, I, I, You know, I feel nothing. I'm, my, I think the best expression I can use as to my feelings of Mourinho and his return is indifference. I don't think it's going to be a bad thing. You know, um, I'm sure that um, we'll be more difficult to beat. 
Um, but I don't think it's a particularly good thing. For everything good, there's a corresponding bad, as you say. And, and um, you know, winning is important, but I think having fun in supporting the club is just as important to me. And, and so it's not look like the old Shankly principle of it's all about winning. Mm. It's also how you win. And, and I would say that, you know, if I had to sum up Jose's modus operandi, under his name, I would say the strapline the end justifies the means mm. and that's not the way that I particularly want to live my life whether it's um, in relationships in work business relationships and especially what is meant to be a fun pastime yeah which is football mm. No, that's a good point, and I think actually, Donald, I'm going to throw this this one to you. We, we, this is going to be a, a fairly general discussion. I think we've, we've established. Um, the, obviously, I, 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 I entirely agree with what Mark says. Actually, is that for every good there is a bad, and we're probably forgetting about the bads for the time being because you know it's a great day, and I'm delighted to see him. You know, don't get me wrong, I'm delighted to see the guy back. Um, but in the back of my mind, there are nagging doubts. There are, you know, is this really the right move for us long term? Or, or indeed, you know, Roman Abramovich's silence on, on such matters is always quite telling because it tells us nothing. It, it doesn't say, OK, what I want out of this man is is to win this, to win that, to build a new team, to bring you through whatever it happens. Now, obviously, the parameters are fairly limited of what you want from a football club. Um but there's an element of me that thinks actually criticising Mourinho for playing effective football and and winning trophies and uh, delivering what he delivers over a short period of time, it, it's sort of like going into Pizza Express and moaning there isn't curry on the menu. When you employ him, you know what you get. Um, and this this is this is my question about what happens now. There is no evidence that Mourinho is is an empire is an empire builder. He, you know, he's he stayed three years or, or less wherever he's gone. He's won trophies and he's gone off, done the next thing. Now, why he's done that is it's almost a separate debate. You know, he's either fallen out with people, be they in authority, be they on the board of the, the club he's at, be they players, whatever it happens to be, or you know, the next big fish has come along. And he's, he's jumped ship. You know, he's a very ambitious man. It, it, it makes sense that after Porto, Chelsea and Abramovich were perfect bedfellows for him. Um, you're, just give me your general thoughts on uh, on whether you think this is kind of the right move for us now or whether it, he, you know, he's the right man right now as he was back in 2004. Um <clears throat> Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I appreciate that. That's about 14 questions rolled yeah. up into one, which no, is appallingly shy. But, um. No, it, it's interesting listening to, to all three of you. There's, there are two basic aspects to this uh, which are fascinating. One is, as Mark has sort of tried to, to flesh out, there's the, the pure football side, as in, in terms of Chelsea as a football team, as an effective football team and how they're going to perform, uh, that's one question. And then the other, and in some ways almost more fascinating one, is the watching everybody else respond to Jose and Jose respond back aspect to all this. Mm. You know, the, uh, as Mark was saying, people are sort of 
so excited by it all. And after seeing the way fans have been ripping into each other this year and also ripping into the manager, we've now got almost uh, an opposite effect where there's this mad welcome back, which is at such a fever pitch of excitement. And we've, we, we haven't even started like the summer break yet. No. You wonder where people are going to be mentally by the time we get to to August. Um, for myself, um, I'm a little bit like Mark in that, um, you know, given my age, uh, the, the sort of um, the excitement and ambition of youth has sort of. Uh, died away into a general fog of old age and disappointment and nothing really can make me feel that uh, that I should be that excited about this because we've seen so you know you see this all the time we we get overexcited we believe in something and it turns to to ashes in front of us so you know I, I'm taking a step back in terms of of the uh the general round excitement. One way of looking at this is he was always going to come back, it would seem. Mm. And maybe it's better if it's not going to work, you know, let's get it out of the way now. Um, yeah, I am... Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's something that hangs over every manager who takes over Chelsea is from a fan's point of view, not necessarily from, from the board and management point of view, but from a fan's point of view... Anyone who takes over is always suffering by comparison with mm. people's memory, uh, and I stress memory of, of Mourinho. And so maybe it's better that we we do work all this through now, and it either becomes a roaring success and runs for seven or eight years, or it you know crashes and burns, and and, it, and mm. we all stumble from the wreckage again. I'm a Chelsea fan. I, I have been for more years than I care to remember, and I, I probably always will be. So next season, I was always, like many others, going to be following Chelsea, whoever was in charge and whoever's playing for them. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and so Mourinho's arrival makes no difference to that. Um, but it does, you know, give, give it an edge. Here's a person who, in terms of their footballing ability their man management and their ability to, to, to manage a football team has been uh, probably the outstanding manager of recent years. He's perhaps stumbled at Real Madrid. He's certainly not had a great season this season mm. up to a point. I mean, he's, he's still uh, scored over 100 goals in, in La Liga. His, his team scored over 100 goals in La Liga. They got to the semi-finals of the Champions League but in probably in his own terms it's been a failure it's we've not. we've seen him fall out with the dressing room or parts of a dressing room for the first time you know publicly in his career well it's sort of the, I think it's his first season without a trophy for well I, I, I wouldn't like to calculate but yeah a, a, a trophyless Mourinho season is is a rare thing yeah it's, uh, it's the club before Porto apparently I can't, right. remember, I, I can't remember what their name is now, but uh, no offence to them, but uh, I just can't remember their name. But um, apparently, mm. before, since before then, uh, and I agree with uh, with the, the fact that there's a there's a lot of memory attached to this that might be, um, you know, uh, giving people a slightly rose tinted 
or blue tinted view of things mm. or whatever. But um, well, I think pe- people are looking back. For me, people are looking back at the club we were then, as opposed to the club we are now. And yeah. it, it was, and we forget we what we needed at the time. Um, Abramovich's money. You know, I, I can vividly remember Ferguson, Wenger, all of the press saying, well, well, you know, you know, and bear in mind that the first season he arrived, we had Claudio in charge and um, the Arsenal Invincibles were, were laying waste to all before them and, you know, and looked like looked like dominating football for a little while and it had been Arsenal and United with this sort of to and fro thing for, for a number of years. Um, what we needed above Abramovich's money was, was not a polite knock on the door of, of the elite and the, the top table. It needed someone to kick the damn thing down and make an awful lot of noise. And Mourinho was absolutely perfect for that. You know, he, he didn't just arrive at the party and sort of quietly put his coat on the hook. He kicked the door in, said, I'm going to take the best looking go, girl home and fuck her. I'm going to nick your silverware. And that's, that's pretty much what he did. And that's what the club needed at the time. We're now in a very different place, as far as I can, as far as I can see. You know, we are part of the established elite. We've been in the Champions League for ten years. You know, it's a very different place. And conversely, in terms of what I thought about the the Mourinho interview and him saying, "Oh, you know, well, I'm I'm this, I'm that," I, you know, he appeared to have changed. He, he said, "I haven't changed as a person." Well. The club has changed. How do you fit into that? Um, that's he, is, he is coming back, as you alluded to earlier. He is coming back a more experienced coach. He's, he's coached Inter Milan and Real Madrid uh, since he left Chelsea and has won, you know, the Champions League again yeah. with a club. Um, but he's still fighting and falling out with people, isn't it? You're never going to change that. But what, what I mean, from a managerial point of view, he has that much more experience. I'm yeah. which I is, mean, that's, that's an interesting point well, about what he yeah. said in, in the interview was, was like kind of almost kind of I've completed my apprenticeship. I've, I've kind of done, I'm paraphrasing there, but, you know, I've, I've done my my time kind of thing and now I'm ready to to settle down the route so my next question is um, is what's changed is is this has Jose mellowed and, and sort of said right this is now the time to go back and, and put down my roots and you know and build a great a great Chelsea side from scratch without spending vast quantities of Abramovich, Abramovich's money um, is this Roman relenting you know has, has he looked at the millions and millions of pounds he spent and the managers that have passed through Chelsea Football Club and, and looked at it and said, actually, you know what? There really was only one, wasn't there? Um, Tony, kick off. That's been my stance since last November, pretty much. Um, I do believe that Abramovich, you, you know, you, you don't get to the top by being a complete despot. And then staying there. Eventually, something will happen. Something will cause you to fall. You can't watch everything all of the time. Even the most omnipotent of, of, of businessmen can't do that. Mm. And I think he has probably, 
learnt over the last five years. I mean, it's interesting. Mourinho um, has, has been quoted as saying they made it up very quickly. They, you know, he says it in the transcript. Actually, mm. um, they were yeah, good friends basic. very, very quickly. They were professional about it, and you know, the well, relationship was repaired. It sounded very much, you know, the way he described it was. He said, "Do you want to come back?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to come back. Yep, yeah. all good, done. Okay, yeah. Well, I think their relationship was repaired quite a few years ago. It was. I mean, very shortly after he left, um, Roman asked him what was his favourite car. Yeah. And after well, he answered, he went and bought him one. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and and I think that's the point of sort of making. I think that, um, you know, anybody, as I said, there was a sort of kind of maelstrom of, of uh, the, you know, seconds after the Big Bang. And, you know, he was at the very core of it. And, and Kenyon was trying to sort of glue all the bits together and form the planets and the stars and make sure it was sort of some sort of cohesive, bloody, um, you know, uh, life supporting system or whatever. And. Uh, it, it was bound to have hiccups. There was bound to be frictions. It was bound to be, I want to do things. He now knows what club he's walking into. He mm. would have been told, this is the structure under which you will work. Emanardo gets the players. You can suggest the players to him. You can have this much influence or whatever. Mm. And I'll go back to this first team manager, not coach. Um, you know, it's a subtle starts but where other people are employing coaches and we've used the word coach previously for about the last five or six mm. um, we now have a first team manager he was 40 uh, hold on how many years is it now six years since he left I think is it yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah six years 2007. so 44 six, years old he's now 50 yeah. so uh, from you know from my own experience I know that 50 can be a, a little bit of a, a, a slightly life changing you become a little bit intransigent and you start to fall into a role and, and, and also but you also become very much more laid back and very a little bit more world wise and in six years you'll think shit happens I'm just going to have to live with it and it's interesting your point about the fact that he you know he's there attacking people or he's you know he, he can be troublesome and all this sort of stuff he got sent off in the Copa del Rey now in the last two seasons Arsene Wenger has been sent off barely a mention of it He's sitting up to the stands because he's arguing with the referee. Yeah, or whatever, you know, I, I, think... I, I accept that, but, but you know, Mourinho, by by his nature, you know, he falls out with people, he fights with people, and and I'm not I'm not criticising him for that. That's you know, there there are people in life who just have to but, do that to, to yes. be who they are, and, and I I kind of empathise with that because I I've, that's you know, but, but that's the interesting. Sorry to interrupt, but that's that's the interesting thing about this is because one of the things that again you know Abramovich never speaks so we don't know but that's one of the things that seemed to be the, the killer last time is that folk around him just got sick of him falling out with everyone it was you know we're bringing in this director of football you know we're bringing in someone above you to to, to, to hire and fire the players he falls out with him you know he falls out with this player he falls out with that player and Eventually, it seemed to me that someone just got sick of it. So no, 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 we cannot, we cannot carry on like this. And no. you know, and that's, and it, it sort of goes back to my point about what we needed at the time when when he arrived was to make a noise and was to 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 be in the front yes. line to break and the duopoly that was in place. Exactly. We don't need that anymore. No. We don't. We don't need that. This sort of big, you know. Actually, almost what I think. And, and like I said, I'm. I'm not suggesting any other thing other than that I'm delighted he's back. It actually almost seems like now is the time for an Ancelotti. Hmm. You could turn it on its head, uh, 
John, and say when you look at the um, when you look at the Premier League, in terms of who has he got to fight with? Um, you've got Moyes now at Man United. Okay, he's an experienced Premier League manager, mm. but he's going to be finding his feet at Man United. Um, and you've then got City, who will make, seem to be bringing in Pellegrini again, someone who's trying to get his a sense of where he is and what he's going to do. Um, both of them not uh, apparently people who are quite as uh, likely to put themselves in front of the media as as, as Mourinho does. Um, and then other than uh, Fat Sam at West Ham and so on, you haven't got any, you've got a lot of young men there. You've got a lot of people with nowhere near his experience and, and his achievements. Mm. And so he, to some extent, coming back to Chelsea as he does now, will be the big daddy. Yes, Wenger is still at Arsenal, but You're a lot of people are saying that, yeah. you know, Wenger must be thinking about packing it in now and so on and so forth. There's really only Wenger who, who's there from when he was here before and would be seen as any sort of challenge to him. So to some extent, you might expect that he, he'll he be more comfortable because he's actually, he's the patron. You know, he's the, he's Ferguson the, he's has the gone. fish, isn't he? Yeah, he's the patron. He, he's, he's the guy who everyone's looking up to. And so you think, well, from that extent, we might get a fairly calm start to the season. And then you remember that we're actually going to play Bayern Munich with Pep Guardiola <laughs> as one of the first games of the season. Well, that, I mean, that's that's interesting in itself. Um, that was one of the questions he was posed um, in, in his Chelsea TV interview. And I'm going to read the, the snippet because it's... Um, it's relatively short. And so we go to Asia, then America, then play the Super Cup. You against Pep Guardiola, that's a good start. And his response is, it's not Mourinho and Pep Guardiola, it's Chelsea and Bayern Munich. Mourinho did nothing to play in this match, and Guardiola did nothing to play in this match. The players did it, and the previous managers did it. So I will be in that match just trying to help my club and my players win the trophy, nothing else. It's not going to be crucial to our work or our season. We have to go to pre-season, work hard in pre-season. We have club commitments. That's also important. And socially, it's important to go to areas such as Asia and the States and give what the club needs us to give. And to, but we have to work hard. Now, again, I appreciate that's Chelsea TV. Now, it's interesting for me that if a few years ago you asked him about one of his, his, his key rivals... You know, he'd have a voyeur quote or something like that. You know, he, he just brushes over it. And, you know, he had a fierce rival with, with Guardiola and, and, and almost, he didn't see him off from La Liga, but, you know, he absolutely trounced him in the league last year. It fell apart this year. Um, but, uh, and I, it's I, just brushing, it's almost brushing over this huge rivalry. Like it was, you know, it's nothing, it's not important. Yeah. It's nothing. Now, you know, this, this is this is where you know we we get sucked in by Mourinho, and uh, you know, in six months' time, if someone asking the question of Wenger or Guardiola when there's a, a Champions League game coming up, the response may well be very different. It may well be a lot more spiky and a lot more pugnacious. But just, I just found it very, very interesting just to brush this thing aside and like that, it's nothing. That may well be the thing that comes from the experience. I mean, there, there is a you know, I'm a great believer in if you are in the same line of, of, of success that 
that same culture of success that Mourinho's had. So he's won a trophy of sorts every year for 10 years or whatever it is, okay? Um, you know, goes to Inter Milan and wins everything that they could possibly win. Okay? Um, so bows out that season at the top to go to arguably the world's biggest football club in Real Madrid. And I think that there's a few people, Matt Law, I think, was one of the journos that was on today who said, you know, um, you know, neither are quite as attractive as they used to be, both Chelsea Football Club or Jose Mourinho. And I took a bit of umbrage there. I said, well, in what, what way do you mean? Because ultimately, he has had his first trophyless season. So he's mm. just had his first taste of what he might consider to be failure. And you cannot possibly get through life knowing what the good times feel like unless you know what the bad times feel like. It's a leveller. It's a correction. Call it what you like. And I think that would have been quite a humbling experience for him. Um, there's quite a marked but, I mean, article in the Guardian It's, it's quite relative though, isn't it? I mean, well, <laughs> it, it is, of course. A trophy of season with Real Madrid where you've scored 100 goals yes. and, and so on. That's... Absolutely. But in his eyes... It might be quite a good leveller, quite a good humbler. Okay, so I'm not... Yeah, true. Uh, the, you know, there's a very telling picture, and it was in today, uh, it might well have been the god-awful bloody mail or whatever, um, of him in the tunnel for his last game. One other person in that tunnel, Ronaldo, who mm. declared himself unfit to play, and the two of them are 50 yards apart, not even looking at each other. Right? And, you know, so the the bit where he's lost the dressing room or whatever. Now, there is no manager, there is no manager in the world that will be able to fight a divisional um, dressing room like that. Alex Ferguson couldn't have done it. I defy anybody to do it. Okay? Um, because well, once the those, once those, they, once those they'd clicks the, are formed... Well, they'd, have kicked the play, they'd have kicked whoever it was out. But they didn't at Madrid. They haven't backed their manager in the same way that we didn't back AVB. Okay? They have stood by the players and said, okay, the players... They've continued and they've decided that they're going to stick with their Galacticos who have won pretty much fuck all for years in the same way they did before under that policy. So I think Mourinho is coming in slightly humbled. He's coming back into a place where he knows he is loved. He's coming back into a structure he knows. And and I think it came through in that today. There was a, a sense, an underlying calm and relief, I think, about what he did today and the way he spoke. Mm. Yeah, true. Um, Mark, do you, do you think this is this is Mourinho bitten, slightly stung, and, and retreating to his comfort zone, and, and kind of rebuilding himself to go off and, and do whatever else in in three years' time? Or is you know is he genuinely a changed man? Is he is he back for good and wants to settle down with this and, and have have lovely small Brazilian children who are, you know who can play football like Oscar and and whoever else. <laughs> So that's a slightly odd question, I know, but, <laughs> but do, you, do you think do you think he's retreating into his comfort zone? I think when you say have small Brazilian children, the sort of thought jumps to mind is sort of cloning himself and sending them off to Brazil to yeah, um, no. be, be managers in thirty years' time. But yeah. boys, and also, boys. children usually are small. But anyway, that's <laughs> yeah, not Mourinho's. Yeah, but, but his children will be big. Bigger than anybody else's. Um, I've got no idea, to be honest. I mean, who knows what they're thinking? Um, I mean, I, I hope that um, my concerns are false and that everything works out and that, um, you know, we play exciting football, we win, and there are no off field dramas. I'd be very, very surprised if he has changed personality in the last 
six years that he's been away from us. And um, generally, I think everything to him is about brand Mourinho. Mm. Whereas people people think about brand Chelsea, you know, he, he thinks about himself. Um, and of course, he's he's happy. He's just come back. He signed a four year contract worth. 12 million quid a year or whatever, so that's 50 million quid he's already banked. Um, who wouldn't enough, be relaxed? Enough for a deposit on one Hyde Park. Yeah, <laughs> you know, who wouldn't be relaxed? Um, mm, true. So I, I'm, I'm sort of very sceptical of the image. Um, I mean, everybody slags off Benitez about a fat Spanish waiter. I sort of think of Mourinho now as um, an average build Portuguese waiter, is my summary of him. And... Um, <laughs> I never used to have this feeling about Portuguese men, but I sort of started having it with Mourinho, and it was exacerbated by AVB. But they all talk in the same sort of deep, gravelly sort of way. So when um, I see him come into camera, I sort of feel a little bit queasy, and then when they start talking, I feel positively nauseous. Um, so, uh, you know, my, my, my feelings towards Portuguese managers in general... They're not aren't, great. Aren't strong. So I, I, I'm sceptical that he's a changed man. He's a puppy. You know, he'll just run around Abramovich's feet where, you know, Abramovich's sitting on his throne and he'll just yap, yap and do whatever he's told. But we'll just have to see. I mean, it may be perfect and everyone can slag me off in three years' time and say, you doomsayer, you. Or um, I'll turn around in six months' time and say, you know what? I told you so. Mm. I hope I'm wrong. You've got to, speaking as someone who, who last time you saw 50, it was disappearing over the horizon with its arse on fire. <laughs> I would feel that maybe at the age of 44, I would allow myself to be placed in a laundry basket in, in a dressing room somewhere or whatever it was he did. But maybe oh, at 50 odd, yeah, but at 50 odd, there's a bit more dignity. The joints aren't quite so supple, despite perhaps daily cod liver oil. And um, you just, you know, maybe there will be a slight change in his behaviour. But yes, I, I wouldn't, like Mark, I wouldn't expect his personality to have changed, but perhaps he, he might do things in a, in a slightly different way. His strategies might be slightly different. Um, you know, he'll probably just stand up in a wardrobe rather than crouch down in a laundry basket, <laughs> that type of... And let's not forget <coughs> while we're how talking much more about dignified. How, why is it? You know, this is like the prodigal son is returning, and everyone always thinks that the person who is unhappiest at the return of the prodigal son was the other son, and everyone forgets that the one who must really, really have been upset was, of course, the fatted calf. Okay, it's noted. Proverb for you to mull over. To mull over. Um, mm. I, just, I mean, you can't get away from the fact that we've got some young, a much younger team, young, exciting players. There are a few of the oldsters still there. A lot of young, exciting players. So it was always going to be a season to anticipate in that a lot of these players have now established themselves as being the real deal. It was a question of maybe one or two more pieces to the puzzle, knitting these guys together. Hopefully, and, and I'm a bit worried about this first team manager thing because it maybe cuts the youth system adrift again. I don't know. You know, some young players to come in. It was always going to be an exciting season next season. And, you know, 
Mourinho's return adds that little bit more excitement to it in that we at least have some sense of, of who's going to be running the team. Whereas if we had another new person that we'd never had here before, mm. we'd have all these, you know, a different kind of a worry. Let me put it that way. Okay. Um, I think um, one of the things that that stood out for me, I, we seem we're quite an emotional football club, um, and and I'll, I'll kind of expand on that. Um, as, as I hinted to in in, in the intro, that we we've gone, we moved on from well, we seem to move on from Mourinho, and you know we've we've had Carlo in who won the double with some great great football. You know, I think we probably all pretty much agree that that's that's some of the best football we've seen at the Bridge in a long long time when we won the double and. Um, back at the the end of his first season, um, but we've just never got over Mourinho. Every time the Chelsea job comes up, which appreciably is is, is fairly often, um, it's always his name that's mentioned. There's, it seems like it's almost a need for some kind of closure with Chelsea fans that we have to get Mourinho back. Now we've got that. Um, it, it, it sort of feels to me like, it, one way or another, we've got to get him out of our system, whether it's through success or failure, he's back. Whether it's a year, three years, five years, ten years, or whatever it happens to be. Um, that's that's what we wanted, that's, that's what the club's got. Um, for me, and this is sort of my next question, is actually where does it leave Roman? Because... You know, he's obviously no stranger to, to to a rash decision. Many of which, in terms of you know hiring and firing managers, you look at in hindsight and think, okay, yeah, I can understand why why that happened. You know, we may have been disgusted, delighted, appalled, or whatever at the time. But with hindsight, you can kind of understand. Okay, fair enough. Um, surely this this sort of almost paints Roman into a corner, in the sense that you've brought the man back. If we're fifth in January and, and the Champions League is looking shaky, what's the point in sacking him? Why, why would you have gone through all of uh, all of this in the last you know x number of years and, and won things and had the highs and lows to bring back the man who started it all off, only to sack him eight months down the line if things aren't going well? Tone, kick us off. I, I don't think he will, um, but I think. I take your point that he's painted himself the corner, but you know what? I think he's so thick-skinned. Um, yeah, it, it would. I, I genuinely it. think he doesn't give a shit one way or the other what people think, um, whether they think he's a, a lunatic um, who's you know uh, ready to fire people on a whim, or whether he, he he sticks with somebody. I think he's a bloke who makes a decision based on what he sees as the facts at the time. It's probably very cold, very logical. Um, and, uh, and and that's the way it is. And I think um, it would be nice to think that there'll be stability. I'd like to think that Mourinho would want to see out 10 years and then go and manage Portugal. Um, but I, I, I do take your point. It does leave him in a, a slightly invidious position, unless, of course, Pep Guardiola gets the sack from Bayern Munich a month <laughs> before. In which case, then, of course, um, you know, all bets, I presume, might be off. 
But I think when I look at the, the, the comparative track records of, um, you know, Pep Guardiola is very much unproven outside of one club. Um, yep, he's sure. now going into arguably the most impossible job on the planet because they've won everything. So, mm. uh, you know, the, the guy at the top of Bayern Munich, um, you know, whether it's Franz Beckenbauer's on the thing or Rummenigge or whoever it is, sits there and says, um, well, top that, mate. And you're thinking, well, well, I'm not quite sure how exactly how exactly you can top that. I don't know. Um, so it's an interesting, uh, you know, time for everybody. I think, you know, going back to the, the whole thing around, um, you know, where we are and what we do. I think the Donald touched on it earlier. You've, we are now probably seeing the biggest change in the Premiership um, with the top three teams. Um, all having yeah, changed change there. Yeah, uh, and, and I, <coughs> I, I imagine there's probably not been a time, even in the old first division, or in any other division, come to think of it, where that's happened before. It'd be interesting if there's a stato out there who can come back and say, oh yeah, yeah. it's happened in whatever. Um, uh, and, I, and I just think that, as, as you sort of alluded to earlier, Mourinho's now the daddy, and Roman possibly knows that, possibly thinks that actually what we really need is, um, you know, it, has, is he admitting he's made a mistake? Um, perhaps there was more to the mutual consent departure than than even I believe, and I'm an old cynic who thinks that that generally means that someone didn't want someone there, uh, and it's usually the owner, um, you know, mm. the boss. Um, but I think that there would be no point in sacking him. There is nowhere else to go. Um, no one else is going to prove in that amount of time that they're going to be up as good as good for the job, you know, um, as him. Moyes might win every single game between now and, you know, that terrible month when, you know, when we're in fifth place or whatever. I don't believe he would be an option. Not now. Man United would want to keep him. Pellegrini. Um, is Pellegrini a massively successful man? He seems like a very decent He's um, um, He's won... He he won league titles in South America. He arrived in Europe in 2004, and he's won one Intertoto Cup with Villarreal. Right, so that's, he, that's uh, why I, I sort of said I, I don't know whether it's a harsh comparison or not. That's why I just said he's sort of he's a Claudio Ranieri. He's a lovely guy, yeah. And obviously, has his, his football methodology sussed out, but he just he don't win things and. You know, I, I think this is interesting. It would be interesting. To it's difficult to win. Difficult to win stuff in Spain at the moment, though, isn't it? Oh, like Germany yeah, as well. That's a very point, actually. You're unless you get a crack at uh, unless you get a crack at one of the big teams, it's it's you're uh, struggling slightly. Well, that, struggling that, 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 then that echoes for the Premier League, doesn't it? Then mm. as well, yeah. Because well, it no has one... up until now. I mean, you know, if we we look at it now, and this this is sort of the next question to come on to. You know, like you say, we've we've got new managers of the top three teams for the first time in a long time um, David Moyes well he's never beaten Mourinho as a, as a manager um, Pellegrini is a, a completely an unknown quantity he may come in and be hugely successful and they're already you know City are, are just about to confirm the signing of um, of a bloke called Jesus who apparently is quite good with crosses um, ah. <laughs> Boom! He's a, na- he's a nailed on sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're, gonna, they're obviously going to spend money on him, but you know, they're, they're sort of making proclamations. City, to me, this is going slightly off track and I'll pull it back round, but seem to be making the same kind of mistakes that we were 
X number of years ago in making all these very bold and brash proclamations, you know, I want five trophies in five seasons. Well, you've just employed a bloke who's won one very, very minor trophy in 10 years in Europe. Logic would suggest that you should be the one dashing after Mourinho and offering him all he wants. If you want trophies and you want them quickly, there's there's pretty much one manager in world football who delivers that and, you know, we've got him. Um, so it, it's slightly odd in that sense. Um, Mark, I, this is, again, sort of a very open question and, and for you to treat how you will, but the, the Premiership landscape next season, what, what do you think? Are we... You know, ele- we're eleven to five on for the title, which to me would Bloody seem like quite good. <laughs> well, I think if we were fifth, there'd be nothing wrong with sacking him. To be honest, um, I mean, to be fifth, which four teams are going to be ahead of us? Manchester United could be ahead of us. Man City could be ahead of us. But I can't see who else could be ahead of us. I mean, if Spurs are ahead of us. You deserve the sack. If Arsenal are ahead of us, you deserve the sack. And um, you, you were saying about Roman. You know, did he make a mistake? He could. You, he could easily argue that the decision at the time was absolutely the right decision. That mm. the circumstances were such that he sh- he had to go. And I'm sure he could equally justify today that recruiting him back is the right decision. The right thing. Yeah. You know, they're the right decisions at the time. And um, they're both wiser people in the interim. So, um, you know, that's all fine. You know, you can put a spin on any of that stuff. Um, so, next season, um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens with our team. Um, already, people are getting a little bit hysterical about what's going to happen to lovely David. Um, you can't sack him. I've already bought his wig. <laughs> what am I going to do with that? Unless we can get, um, what's his face from Everton? Fellaini. Yeah, Fellaini. I could yeah. reuse the wig. I mean, so people are panicking a bit, and yeah. it makes me laugh. In well, that, that um, you know, if if, if um, Mourinho got rid of Luis, you'd have to say it's what you wanted. We, you know, everybody moans about last season, the fact that, oh, we were 2-0 up and we gave it away in the last 15 minutes. Um, mm. Luis... It was covering the area, the penalty area. How did we give away a goal? Well, he was cover, tr- covering their penalty area, not our penalty area. That was the problem. Um, so, you know, if, if he if he gets rid of Luis because he's not solid enough, he doesn't give us the one nil security after being one nil up after ten minutes. We can hold out for eighty. He's got to go. Sorry, as much as people might love him, that is the Mourinho way. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens to Juan Mata, who disappointingly I see he's had a week off and he's now off to Brazil to play in the Federation I mean the poor bloke I mean he's been knackered Um, so him and um, Hazard um, probably won't be going to America on the pre-season they'll be going to the traditional Chelsea resort of um, Swansea carrying sandbags on their back up and down the um, beaches to get their legs a bit more solid so that they can do a bit of tracking back next season because, you know, <laughs> Iron Robin and Damien Duff had to uh, knack themselves out the hard way by um, tracking back. don't want any of this attacking flair nonsense running down the wing into the opposition half. We want you tracking back. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens to our players. But in all seriousness, um, 
you know, I expect us to be more solid than last season. And we did give away a lot, lot of points last season. So we will be more competitive. So I can't see how we can possibly be, be, be fifth. Mm. It's, I agree. It, it, was, it was an interesting... That, that whole thing around uh, uh, where the fuck this rumour about him selling Louise and doesn't like him or whatever. Yeah, he it specifically sense. mentions him in the, so you be, know, how he's looking forward to, to playing with him. And, and, and I'm going to give a plug in. Honest, yeah, I, I, he looks like a Mourinho player to me. Yeah. And I'm going to give a plug to Joe Tweed, who wrote a fantastic article on, uh, I think it's called The Sabotage Times or whatever, which I've uh, he tweeted and I've retweeted because I think it's absolute, when you read it, the logic behind why would we sell Louise? We, 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 we'd have to be asking 35 million for him. Okay, uh, if someone was to come in for that sort of money, then fine, let's look at it. But um, the arguments are just... To, you know, there's too many arguments against selling the player, um, and I think you're right. I think you'll look at him and think he's another Ricky Carvalho. He's a bit taller. He's probably maybe a better ball player, but he can. Well, I don't know about that. He, no, he I mean, Carvalho was a proper defender. I mean, he he would nick the ball and away. And pull, and Carvalho and can, always argued, said, "I love defending and I love playing against the best to test myself against." But the best. Uh, we're not giving him a chance, Mark. This is the whole point. People are sitting uh, there and go, "He doesn't do this to do." He's barely put a foot wrong in the last half of the season, David Lewis. In fact, he's been one of our standout players. Yeah, he's and been I'm, very I good. I get rather I, tired. I, People I'm saying, pretty... he doesn't do this. No, but I've got to make someone a point. If you said to Lewis, what is your favourite thing? He'd say strolling forward and doing a Socrates. But you don't know that. You can't absolutely... I've asked him. I met him the other week. Boom! There goes That's my bubble. Just, just <laughs> we were having a fag together. But bear, bear in mind, uh, just just give us a moment. Silvino there. Tony, I do. I, I'm. I've. I've been massively critical of Louise. We, we've sent him back to his public school now. <laughs> <laughs> I have been massive. This again is slightly digressing. I've been massively critical of Louise because I think he he loses concentration at, at the wrong time, and I don't like him in midfield. But in to, in his defence pun intended um, I thought when he was actually put back at centre half um, I thought he was fantastic I thought he was, he was coming along really well and I think I think he is a Mourinho player I think this is you know all this nonsense about you know well, you know the first first player to go will be be Louise actually if you look and I think I think Tony it was you actually you retweeted an article that was um, from one of the Chelsea sites about players that Mourinho has sold when he's arrived at a club yeah. and actually he, he generally doesn't no. he, he takes stock and, and sits there and looks at what he's got and you know the odd sort of fringe player maybe goes out the door but he generally doesn't yeah. ditch think, people out I think I think he's I think he's a Mourinho player all over yeah. personally there, there was a more interesting and this is interesting because on Five Live tonight again on the way home because as you can imagine there was pretty much the only sports story in town um, uh, they interviewed Nigel Spackman uh, and he well you know I mean the fact is he's probably still got a lot of contacts within the club and he yeah. did actually say that um, you know whilst Frank Lampard was a sort of given to stay on you know our, our fit and well conditioned he was and what a fantastic season he has um, he, he made the point of saying he wasn't sure and he didn't know whether John Terry and Mourinho had made it up after all these years now people seem to have conveniently forgotten that that was quite well publicised that there was a fallout around the time of Mourinho leaving for whatever reason don't know maybe uh, maybe Mourinho knew stuff 
um, and you know, maybe he'd said, you know, this stuff has got to stop. Who knows? But uh, that'll be an interesting one because I think we've already been softened up to not having John Terry around. We've seen how we can play with uh, Louise and Cahill, Ivanovic and Cahill, Cahill, Louise or whatever. Um, and, and I think when you're talking about players that he might be looking at, I would not be surprised if John Terry was quite close to the top of the list. Uh, well, and, and you know, it's, it's an interesting point. Just, just to pick up on that. I, th- I think you're absolutely right. And this is, uh, you know, it is not a time to talk about Benitez. But uh, no. <laughs> I think it's absolutely right that one of the things that I, I believe he was bought in to do because it was, it would have been an unpopular thing at the time. But actually, within the space of six, you know, six to seven months, he made it kind of almost a given that we weren't you know Terry and Lampard weren't going to play every game now if you just said that back last August people would have possibly understood it but they'd have been nuts about it you know you, you simply can't do that yeah it's now almost a given and it, it, it's it's almost a boil that Mourinho doesn't have to lance that Marine that um, that Lampard and Terry don't play every game he doesn't have that decision to make because it's already happened and people already basically accept it as as kind of a given. No one is going to sit there and say on the, you know, the 17th of August or whatever it is when Mourinho puts his first team out, if if Terry and Lampard aren't in there, people aren't going to be up in arms and, and saying the guy's gone nuts. They'll just nod and accept it and go, oh, yeah, well, that's fair enough, that's fine. Sorry, that's dead air there. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I just, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to play devil's advocate. It was just an interesting. No, point but I think, I think you're right. Nigel Spackman, who you know, he may well have gone off and played for Liverpool or whatever. He's obviously still quite close to people, as a lot of these ex-players are. Uh, and uh, whether he he did it as an unwitting testimony, i.e., he blurted it out and said, "I'm not sure they've made it up yet," um, and whatever he didn't seem to try and retract it. Um, and the uh, it was Peter Allen of all people who didn't really seem to pick up on it and uh, and, and dig into the point. Um, but you know, it's just first friend, so he wouldn't. Yeah, I, 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 you do wonder. You do wonder whether or not he, he went on to say something about whether John would be happy sitting on the bench. Um, uh, which he's had no choice in this season, but you know, it's just an interesting point. I think that um, you know, perhaps that's that 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 may be one area that we will see some movement on over the close season. Don't know, mm. but you know, I'll go back to. It. I think I think he he he's going to look at that squad. Um, I think he made some interesting points, didn't he, about um, not necessarily going out and lashing out 150 million quid or whatever yeah. on players. Um, Improving I, the players I have. I'm sure he'll be wanting to see Lukaku close up after the season he's had. Bearing in mind that he's probably still very close to Steve Clark. Um, and, you know, I don't, Clark, he's, with the best will in the world, is probably not going to be able to um, act his way out of it by saying, no, he's a shit-up, but I'll keep him for another season. Um, I think you know, so it'd be interesting to see what what he does in terms of uh, Kevin De Bruyne and, and the situation around um, Shirley, whatever his name is. Um, uh, and the what the Shirley, Shirley, is it Andre Shirley? I don't know. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just my Ajax bit there, mate. <laughs> Eden Hazard. <laughs> Eden Hazard. Um, um, just, oh yes, know. I see. No, that yeah, that seems to have gone quiet, but. It, it, the Glover Book of International Pronunciation <laughs> strikes again. It's um, it is. It's one of those things where actually, I I was 
doubtful from the start because it, it just went on and on and on and on and it never it, it never really happened even before Mourinho arrived and you'd kind of think well A how long are they talking to Mourinho for you would suspect probably certainly longer than the, than the interviews suggested um, but yeah he, he allegedly was the one that put his his spanner in the works but that sort of that, that leads on to the next question um, first team coach now again I appreciate this is entirely speculative and none of us know but how is Mourinho going to react to being presented with you know Emanalo and Roman sit there and ponder and, and Bruce Buck and Ron Gourlay sit there and ponder a player and Jose sitting there and they say right well we're going to get him and Jose looks at him and thinks hmm, I'm not so keen on him isn't that what? how it was at Inter and Rail that they have very well, similar systems. The, well, this is it. You know, they've all he's worked under the whole sort of sporting director, football director, or whatever it happens to be. Um, one of the things he did at, at Real was he had a battle with their sporting director, and they enforced him out. I can't remember. It was it was, um, was it Miatovic? But he basically had a, a long, ongoing row and, and said to the board, you either back him or you back me. Valdano. Valdano, <laughs> that's it, yeah. And, it? and he basically, and, and he got his way um, and, and forced forced him out. Um, I don't expect that's going to happen here. And that this is where I think, personally, where I think the friction will come is that you've got Emanalo or whoever out there buying players. And, you know, he gets a lot of stick amongst Chelsea fans, but actually the guy has bought some decent players and, and it's never really been acknowledged. Um, Mark, I'm going to throw this open to you. Again, I appreciate it's a very open question and, and there's no particular answer, but can, can you see Jose fitting in with this sort of, with the structure at Chelsea and, and not having control over all transfers and all ins and all outs and youth team and everything else? Um, I don't think he needs control as such. Um, I think he just needs a little bit of influence and not to be foisted with someone who is completely useless. So, you know, if we were to sign another Shevchenko, I could see there being a falling out. Mm. As long as we sign people who are sensible... And that there is, you know, some rationale as to us needing them. I think we'll be okay. Mm. Tone, do you? Um, do we we look at um, who's who's there at the moment, and um, I mean, the obvious position is is, is striker. He arrives. He has Bar and Torres. He's got Lukaku out on loan, and there's Yvetic or whoever out there who we're, we're being linked with. Um, if, if Roman said to him, "You're working with Torres for another two years because we can't sell him because his wages are too high," and and that's that, how's he going to take that? Again, I appreciate this is speculative, but um, I think he may well have already known that. Yeah, um, true. Before before accepting, I don't think he's going to be walking in and finding any surprises. Uh, around that, he 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 may well, um, you know, he's a fairly bloody-minded person, isn't he? So he may well believe that um, he can make uh, Torres, 
even more improved than Benitez did, which, you know, let's be fair, uh, you know, the man's got right. 21, 22 goals this season, and, um, you know, he certainly put a lot more effort in and seems to have lost a, a pound or two and gained a yard of pace or whatever. Um, uh, and that, that you may well be offered to Torres as last chance saloon as well. I mean, if you can't work mm. for this guy, then we really do know that you are, you were a duffer or whatever, you know. Um, I think he'll be very interested in Lukaku simply because, uh, although he, you know he was a, he, he he was the one who got Drogba in, um, I think he was always willing to try different things out, you know. And we always he tried Kesman, who wasn't that much. He did give uh, Shevchenko the chances, and you know Shevchenko. Yeah, Shevchenko's record at the end wasn't actually that horrendous. It's just he wasn't again the same as Torres. Well, his legs are gone, isn't he? Up to expectations. No, um, but um, I think Shevchenko's body language is always quite positive. You know, he, he didn't stop trying. He didn't kind of you know go into that uh, rather sulky um, mm. posture that, that Torres appears to do. I mean, we're all suddenly body language experts. Um, that just may be his natural demeanour. Um, but you know, I think with Mourinho, I think he, he'll know this. I think he may well be quite intrigued by the fact that. Um, he looks at what Emanalo has apparently done, Hazard, Oscar, Mata, Louise, players like that. And he, he may well, uh, I think so long as he's not foisted with another Avram Grant, that would be the point. L- less so the, the Hollywood players, because mm. I think he may well um, have more of an influence on that this time. But the idea of being overseen by a complete fucking idiot who'd only ever won something in an Israeli league or something, <laughs> I think that, well, you know, say what you like, the bloke was an absolute scam you know and a, and a con man and uh, and how he got into a job like that well we all know it was down to his agent I guess but um, you know mm. I think I think that would be a bigger issue is if a director of football if Emanalo was perhaps kicked out and someone was brought in that Mourinho had utter disdain for couldn't work with yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know if any did anyone read um, the uh, the three articles it was a uh, Rod Crowley on on blue tinted, um, he, he sort of basically did. Um, it's worth a read. It's worth a read. Uh, I mean, I don't know whether his information is better than anyone else's information. You know, a lot of what we talk about is all speculation about someone's thoughts or feelings, etc. But he does go through the sort of history of of what went on and. The main thrust of his pieces, as I see it, is that, that the real grit in the whole machine was Arneson, and that, that was he was fairly central to, to Mourinho's uh, falling out with people. It was Arneson that, uh, and I don't know if it, I can't remember now whether it's in those articles or elsewhere, Arneson had a history of, of, of rubbing people up the wrong way in various clubs, and in fact, as, as recently right. sacked by Hamburg. And, um, you know, the, 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 I suppose the thrust of what, what he's saying is that if you try, if you're judging Emanalo on being a someone who's responsible for the scouting network, responsible for identifying the sort of players that Chelsea might want to be interested in, um, then he's doing a reasonable job. I don't think for a minute that he's buying these players on his own. You do you would assume that whoever is, is sitting in the hot seat at the time has some form of input. I mean, most clubs, you'd assume, do it in a collegiate fashion. Uh, there's, there's a certain amount of money available. There's a certain there's certain people Chelsea will deal with, probably people they won't deal with 
and and you know we've got this financial fair play thing coming up so everything has to be looked at in terms of that you assume you'd like to assume that Mourinho coming in understands the setup and and is happy to work along that road uh i i have no feelings one way or the other about emanalo i don't know him i d- i don't really know what job he has and what power he wields you know depending on who you read or talk to there's always someone else who is the power broker there uh all i would say is that in terms of what chelsea have done recently uh with player procurement they seem to have done relatively well yeah you can't you know we we've got we've got courtois atletico madrid de bruyne lukaku we've got all these as well as Oscar and Hazard and uh, Matter and such players playing already in the team. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are still places that they need to, probably to strengthen and so on and so forth. But, you know, in terms of, uh, of the youth setup and, and the scouting, it's, it's not you it's, I think it's, it's, it's too shabby, really. Yeah. Now, who, who, that, who is actually responsible for this? Also, this guy in the background, um, was it Mike Ford? Is that his name? Yeah, is he really a director or something? Yeah, he's again who's mentioned in these these article in these pieces uh, on Blue Tinted, and and again, you know, they make the point that here's a man who sits in the background and no one really knows what he does, but he obviously has some role to play in all this. And at the moment, they seem to have done relatively well, and so some of the criticism and so on of the setup perhaps is being directed yeah. in the wrong places. You know, that's generally the thrust of it, and it's well worth a read. You may not agree with it all. Other people may have information, proper information. I don't. So I just read these articles and try and sift through and see what who they cite or what they cite as their sources. But, you know, mm. it, it's, it's, it's worth a read because it gives another view on the whole setup. And, yeah, I, I don't suppose for a moment, given where Mourinho's acted in the past, that he... He will get on with everybody, um, but I think I would speak for, you know, Tony's ninety nine point five percent, and probably I'd say I've been trying to put an algorithm together that'll work it out. But I'd say there's another four point seven three one two percent added to that who will certainly be upset if Eva disappears. <laughs> this, of course, is very true. Indeed, um, I think. Um, I'm going, to, I'm going to round it up here. Um, of course, every, everything about this appointment and Mourinho will, will play out over the coming months, stroke years, stroke however long he lasts for. And um, we will be here on the pod in the podding shed to chew over it, and um, and I've no doubt argue argue the toss um, in, in the near future. Um, I'm going to finish by asking each of you where where you think we're going to finish in the league next season and how how long you think Mourinho is going to be with us. Mark, been a lot of questions this evening. I know, yeah. It's on, this this is the new regime. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. A lot of questions and very few answers. <laughs> um, I think we'll finish second, probably yeah. after Man City. Right, okay, interesting. I think United might struggle next season. Um, and how long will Mourinho last? I'd say probably three years. 
same tone. But we, we might win two cups. Coops. Some coops. Tone? Um, I, I, I'm going to agree with Mark after our, our slight disagreement early on. I'm going to agree with him, I think, second. I think Man City um, have got phenomenal spending power. Um, and uh, I'm not quite sure what went wrong there this season. Perhaps they didn't make enough changes or whatever, but I, I, they, they, we've got a pretty dreadful record against them if it comes down to a head-to-head. I, I think I agree with him that... I don't think Moyes will struggle. I think there'll be a, a kind of tacit acceptance within United that um, third place... Um, may well be an acceptable finish for them, bearing in mind you know the, the transition away from a, a dynasty um, set up by Sir Alex Ferguson. But and I'd be quite happy with second. It's an improvement on this year. I think an FA Cup. Um, we've had our year off, um, and and I, I you know I've got a funny feeling that the Champions League um, may well be within our our grasp, and and there's good reason for that. I think. He is destined to be the first man to win it with three different clubs, and it's in um, in Portugal as well. Uh, well. There you go. Oh, blimey! In, 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 in Lisbon, could... in Lisbon, at Sporting Lisbon Stadium, which I suspect. Oh, um, we've got some offices over there. <laughs> Who just... thinks about secondment for a, a month or I'm... so? I'm, I'm booking my flights, frankly. Mm. <laughs> uh, it would be good. Can you imagine Mark surrounded by all those Portuguese men talking oh, yeah. in their rum, <laughs> in their rumbly voices? Yeah, it's a worrying thought. Yeah, I just, I just got this impression that when he, he, if he spoke in a bar, that one of them went, "Ah, pudding shed, he call us waiters." <laughs> well, I did say that Mourinho is the um, average build Portuguese waiter. Yes, he did. <laughs> so it would be good that I can have a discussion about football while he's getting my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donald, your prediction. Right. Where was um, and how long he's going to be here? Yeah, I'm, I'm forever the pessimist, so I'm actually going to push the boat out. Um, the question is, are my feet still on the pontoon as the boat goes out and so I end up flat in the water or do I make it onto the boat I'm going to say we'll win it because I don't think Jose is going to allow Man City to kick us up in the air every time we play them like they do at the moment mm. I didn't see it but I understand I understand exactly what happened that they that just recently in St. Louis they kicked a 17 year old off the park uh, you know that's the mentality that they've got, and he's he will be the man to do something about that. It probably won't be very pleasant, and I I would say that that if that is still in the team, uh, come next year, it, it, they could be some deeply unpleasant games because he will not allow either City or the referee to to, to you know to to see that happen. So. I think he's going to hit the ground running like he did before uh, and we're going to win it. I've never, ever, ever put my uh, genitalia on the block in such fashion in my whole life. Well done, well done. And um, how long you'll be here? <sighs> it's I the start of a I'd dynasty. I give it six to seven years. I'm going to say I was going to. I didn't actually get my bit in. There is absolutely no logical reason yeah. on so God's green earth why why I should yeah. say that. But I just you know, I, I'm sticking. I was sticking my neck out, and I'm going to say eight years. 
he'll get another four year contract. Intriguing. 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 Um I think I I agree with Donald. I think we're gonna win it next season. Um I don't see competition from Moyes or Pellegrini. Wenger I think he's he's being written off. I think he's been he's been waiting for the moment where Ferguson A Ferguson fucks off. Uh, <laughs> oh, you must be gutted today then. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I, I expect he's, he's just finished the Fergie is leaving party and now he <laughs> has to deal with the Jose is back party. Oh. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we're going to win it next season. I think he'll see his four year contract and then he'll go and manage Portugal, personally. Uh, we can refer back to all this. Um, as there well. is the Portugal thing, yes. I, I, yeah, I, th- he, I think he wants to manage Portugal at some point and four years, finishes 54. Manage Portugal for two or three years, yeah. and, and, and quit, or, you know, or do do whatever he, he chooses to do. Um, anyone else have anything to throw in about the whole business of today and um, Jose's return? The only thing I'll say is that I'm fascinated by the footballing aspect of all this, and what I'm going to try and to have to ignore is the whole media nonsense that we're now saddled with for the next few years <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, that, no, it's it that sort of comes with the territory doesn't it yes uh, but it, it, it got very wearing it last time he was here and I'm sort of determined to zone most of it out I think this time around just try and concentrate on the football and judge him and, and the team on, on mm. what they're doing on the pitch just try and forget about all the nonsense the rest of it yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a, that's, a, that's a fair look at it that's not every uh, journalist I, I, you know, some no. people will still be worth reading and still have a, something fair to say or not it, it's more the you know the, the one article that gets regurgitated by 53 people and it's all cobblers and, and that the overreaction to every game and etc etc et you know we'll, we'll just have to see how this goes I, I'm and I agree I think I've, I'm but I, I miss that. I miss that um, being hated, being booed and hit at, and um, being in the news, really, because when we weren't, when we were being ignored, it's because we weren't really winning anything particularly. We weren't seen as a threat. And um, we, one thing Tony, we, never we, say, we, won a, we won a double without... Being, well, yeah, we did, you know, and then was, nothing you know, next year, and you know that's, that's yeah. But that, that that was there were reasons. For yeah, that. I, three, you don't, four years you don't, now. we don't have to be hated to be successful. Um, don't, I don't, I don't relish it myself. I, I, whereas I, I don't mind, and I, I, I actually quite like the idea that we're 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 back in. I don't necessarily want to be popular. Right. Either. It, it, I'm just saying you want to be hated for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to hate Manchester United because they keep winning the Premier League every year. Yeah. Exactly, but it gets boring. Yeah. But you don't want to be hated because you've destroyed the career of a referee who's had to uh, retire early, or the ambulance mm-hmm. brigade from Reading who've been slagged off for not getting to the scene on time when, in fact, they did. You know, these are not the right reasons to be hated. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Actually, yeah, haters for winning things and and nothing more than that. Anything, anything other than. This is this is the big question as to whether he plays the game and, and doesn't start picking. I don't mind him getting up the noses of, of certain journalists or certain people within the game, you know, in a sort of verbal fashion. But as Mark says, you know, there, there are ways and means of doing it. I don't particularly relish all those sorts of things happening again. But uh, mm. we shall see. Well, it remains to be seen, um, gents. On that note, 
we are now officially going on our summer break, um, and we will return to the podding shed. I've just come back from my holidays. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is just isn't right. We're getting less, less rest than Juan Mata. Mm. <laughs> Can I just tell you about a particularly disappointing moment on my recent holiday? Go ahead. I was on the Isle of Wight, which is basically like going... That was the disappointment, presumably. So the, it's, no, that was wonderful. It's, it's like, like living in the, the 1950s. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It's, it's England, lovely, but, yeah. but, but backwards. Stumbled yeah. into a place called Yarmouth, and it was the old Gaffers Festival. And I spent hours stumbling around, hoping to meet Tommy Doherty and various other people. <laughs> and it was a load of old boats. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> Aye. Bloody hell. Oh, yeah. I'll leave you with that. Thank you yeah. very much. Um, on that note, gents, thank you very much, as always, yes. for your contributions. Um, quite where this all goes is anyone's guess. Um, Jose has has charmed the vast majority of Chelsea fans today. Um, he's back. The special one is home, where most of us believe he should be. What happens from here on in is anyone's guess, but... I suspect we will have plenty to talk about in the Podding Shed next season. So on that note, I will bid you all good night and thank you very much. Yeah. Good night. Until next year. Until next Until season. Next year. A season. A season. <laughs> uh, I think the French say uh, l'année prochaine. Oh, yeah, but that's next year. That's is our <laughs> all right. season. That's now. enough. <laughs> we finished, finished on some French. That's enough. <laughs> good night. Yeah, good night. Good night. See you. Good night.